1: The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. I've
3: done it.
1: Yes. Right, so uh, good afternoon. We are, or good evening now, I've just realised the time, but it feels like afternoon because it's light. Uh, we've got we've got Dave, we've got Vic, we've got Steve, we've got Ben. And joining us tonight on another to Wednesday Week Lockdown Live is Mr Matt Amshaw, he's here tonight.
2: Um, okay. Matt, Isaac, we have Paul? You all right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying weather. That's, I'm not, there's no football, is there? So my life's a bit uh, dark at the minute, miserable, but I'm sure yours is as well. But um, yeah, I'm good, thanks.
1: Have you, not been, uh, have you not been watching the German football?
2: Well, to be honest, I watched the first 20 minutes at first game we're on and, and I couldn't put myself through anymore. And then I watched <laughs> Dortmund Munich the other day and that weren't bad, to be fair. Yeah. Every other game I've watched has been a bit... It's a bit sterile, isn't it? It's a bit. I don't know. I, I think it, it makes you um, appreciate what fans bring to the game. If I'm going to be totally
1: honest, uh, having played most of my football on Sunday League, it I, you know I can resonate with it quite well. Actually, the <laughs> fact that you know that no buggers watching it now. Uh, now, Matt, you know, product to the club. Um, normally there's a there's another chap that does a show with us. Guy called Ash. Uh, you and I and him ended up having a night out together in Pulse and Vogue in 1997. Uh, not that well, you'll remember that because, you know, that's sure Sherwood's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, you know, local lad coming through the ranks. Tell, tell us about what it's like coming coming through. Um, you know, what, what was it like
2: at the club when, you know, because it was a bit of a turbulent, tu- turbulent time for us? Yeah, well, I think that when I when I first came into the club, it was like an amazing time to come in the club. And I, I was thinking, obviously, when I got invited to come on here, just like the good players that were in our youth system and set up around that time and it's like anything else, you know, because um, it's clubs decline, we all got an opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not that daft to think that I were like an absolute genius at that age but like sometimes circumstances dictate really and like club work dwindling a little bit. We were really fortunate to be around some real good players like when I first come in like Di Canio and Carboni and people like that were there and um, there were some at back end Um like Erste and, and, you know, like just people that you could um, get real, I don't know, words or advice from, really. As a young player, it was like every, every corner you went round. I mean, for me, it was like, obviously I'm a Rotherham fan, so sorry to uh, apologise, but like I watched Rotherham as a kid and then I went to Wednesday and just loved it, absolutely loved it, like loved going to go games and you could become, a, this sounds weird, but you become a bit starstruck. So when you go to training ground and like, these players are talking to you. You're like, Jesus Christ, I'm watching him Saturday like and, and he's just a normal bloke. I think you pin him up as like robots or something. Um but like at, at, at that time, like the reserves were just ridiculously hard to get in. Let alone well, drop us
1: drop us some names, Matty. Who who was
2: my debut um for reserves were at right Oldham and we had like Ian Nolan, Richie Humphreys, uh Crazy, uh, Simon Donnelly were in that team. Uh, Andy Inchcliffe were making his comeback. I think Prezi played. Uh, I think Boo they played. And, and you're thinking, Jesus Christ! Reserved. Like j- 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 as a young kid, like just trying to get in that team, let alone first team. We're just like used to go. I, I remember, and it it was like a kid at um, no like when when you're at junior school and you. Run to window, whichever teacher it is, and he's got his football team up on sheet. Well, it sounds a bit daft, but that's what they used to do with reserves at first team squad. So it used to be pinned up every Friday or like Monday football reserve game on a Tuesday, and like all lads, certainly those young lads, would run in they're like going to get in. Like, do you know what I mean? And it, I'm pretty sure like, that's, that's a bad. scene
1: in High School Musical if they've got into know, play.
2: It, and it sounds it sounds ridiculous, but like honestly, like and and I say it all the time now to like players I work with it. Like just to get into reserves at that time mm. were like an unbelievable achievement. Um and then obviously when you got into the first team what were like incredible, really. Um but a lot so, of us a lot of us coming through at the same time around that period. So it's very like, The the club went down.
1: We had a few players on what you'd call Premier League contracts, so we had to, you know, cut our cloth accordingly, the term would be, and things like that. So is that where you felt you got your opportunity as a as a result of that?
2: A little bit. Well, like me and Owen Morrison, we were in the same year. Um, uh, like Steve Aslam, like, he'll not come on here. He's, he's he, I mean, I love As to bits, but he's a bit boring, so he'd not tell you any good stories. Um, but, but like there were As who were like kept us all under. He was like, as, as I'd said, dad, but it were more like granddad. Um, he <laughs> was like absolute, like going home just like doing nothing. So he, like then we had Quinny, uh, Del Geary, Lee Bromby, Chris Stringer um, and I think it all culminated if you remember when we all played against Sheffield United uh, yeah. in that in that cup game, and Chief got two goals in it. We beat them two one. Um, and I remember looking round, thinking, "Jesus Christ!" Apart from I think we had Gerald and Chief up front, it was like youth team. It was like, like my my under twenty three under nineteen team that I'd come through with. So it was like incredible to think that. I Minute, mean, I think it was the first time we played Sheffield United in ten years, so I remember turning around to take a corner, and United you know, fans were fighting with Wednesday fans in Kop, and there was just trouble everywhere, and uh, like you could feel tension, and and I, like it's, it's all a game, that game where I've never, I've, I have i have can not you can't hear yourself on pitch, you know, like passion of it all, and you feel pressure, um, so like to come into that arena with like all players that you played with for like three, four years, really, it weren't a case for us getting shoved together. We were, like, buzzing. We were, like, running out, like, like kids, or probably, like, some of the lads when they go back to training now. Like, absolutely just buzzing to kick a ball again. Um, and it felt like that on that night, to be honest. All
1: right. All right. Like, guys, don't be shy. Get yourself, get your questions in. Uh, if you see my cat's anus pass across the front of the camera, by the way, <laughs> he's uh, he's decided he kind, of, he kind of wanted to get on here. Look at the size of this bugger innit? He massive. is
3: massive. Isn't
1: he? <laughs> that is enormous. <laughs> oh, that, that's what they all say. Ben, help me out, get me out of this hole quick (laughs) Play me out, Johnny
4: Um, We mentioned this story last week, Mark, with with John Um, Is it right that you almost made your debut at 16 all around the Carboni story down at Southampton?
2: Yeah, so, um, that was an interesting trip Um, So obviously my first trip away was Southampton Now, as a lad on bus it's a freaking nightmare because you have to make all senior pros, all staff, cups of teas and coffee all the way down. And, like, we got stuck in a ridiculous amount of, um, of traffic. So I think it took us about eight hours. And I swear I sat down about once for about two minutes. I think lads would just take it back at me, if I'm going to be honest. um, Anyway, we ended up getting down there. Like I, To be honest, I just travelled down and I thought, I'm not even going to be sub. So, you know, like one of them where you're, like, texture because you've been doing all right in training, your are group. I'm sat there, then all of a sudden, um, for what I don't know what had gone off. There's been stories after that Danny had told Benny that um, if he scored two goals, he could go back to Italy st- uh, straight after the game. Uh, but Benny that week in training were an absolute joke. Like, I, like he should have played him. I, don't, I mean, he was just, they were tearing it up. So we're coming to the changing room, and like, Benny starts getting changed. Now, I found out only about eight years later when I went through leagues, that's when you can get changed. Do you know what I mean? Like as a young kid, you're walking in your tracksuit, you wait for everything to get announced. It's very embarrassing if you've got changes <laughs> and you're not in squad. So uh, so I sit there in my tracksuit and I'm thinking, oh, this is all right, like playing Southampton, team sheets are coming. And Danny's re- re- uh, red list and the Emerson Tom, Benny Carbone, I forgot who else was sat aside of him. He's got teamers, da-da-da-da-da-da, Benny, da-da-da. Like, Benny's just absolutely kicked off, like, proper kicked off in changing room. Like, swearing in Italian or whatever, throwing stuff all over at changing room. Emerson Tom's, like, grabbing him. <laughs> and I'm sat there thinking, freaking heck. Do you know what I mean? He's wanting to get a gaffer. Anyway, he just, like, gets changed, more or less tells everybody where they can go, and uh, walks out of changing room. And I'm sat there going, Jesus, this happened every week. Sorry, that's <laughs> my first trip away. Um, anyway, Danny comes up to me. I do know, literally like that. I mean, I don't know if, were it, were it news who told this story? Yeah, literally, yeah. Danny went, Danny went, I'm a sub. But Kidman, and I've still got shirt upstairs, I think. Kidman, um printed printed me a shirt up. That's how confident you were in my ability, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if you remember it, but like, there were white shirt numbers and names up back. My shirt has got black names and because they had to print it up in Southampton, Southampton because they had no, no white. So I, I had I had black, right? No word of life. As soon as I got um named to be sub, I've like tried to get my phone. And I think it was when you shouted across like changing room, Mommy, he can't effing help you now. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you're right, mate, I can't bro just wanted to text my I to let him know what sub like. Um anyway, we we were losing one nil and uh I think Mark Hughes scored a free kick, got a free kick, and Danny went right you me going on. So I was like, I don't mind admitting it, a little bit nervous. Started like sweating up and stomach started going a bit, yeah. Anyway, Mark Hughes bends this free kick in, 2-0 down, and Danny went, oh, sit down, I'm in now. I don't want to put you on. I'm like, for free, sit down. <laughs> <No, like, laughs> Premier, Premier League, 16, I'm sat there thinking, here we go, this is it. Um, I was going to get an hat-trick in my head and everything and win 3-2, but it didn't work out like that. Um, and I got back on bus and, and then, like, went home and just, it was just, it was just crazy. Like, crazy. Um, he just, like, absolutely flew off handle. And we didn't see him for a few weeks.
1: I was going to say, um, when was the next time you saw him after that and what was he like? Did he just walk in by? You're like, love you, are
0: like, lads, how's it going? It, like, that's yeah, his accent it, in it, my head.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was a really difficult time, to be honest, because, I don't. I don't think the club helped it because we had a big changing room. And, it, and in the end, like year we got promoted, and went up at Cardiff, we ended up having a big, massive changing room. And like I asked Chris Turner if we could do it, um, because what happened was they, they divided it at Middlewood into two changing rooms. So as a kid, you you went down uh, on left hand side. There's loads of little changing rooms, and then you went through to big dogs, and then like crap yourself if ever you wanted to get shirts and take ball under your arm, and then you just start and get absolute barrels of abuse here. Um and and what they did was that they divided it into two for some stupid reason. And all like foreign lads sat in one and all English lads sat in other. Now you can imagine like, do you know what I mean? It, it was just carnage. Like lads would be fighting in training. Um you'd get an English group going wherever, you get a foreign group going wherever. There were just no like as a young lad now, looking back and obviously as a coach now, I just think, Oh, what a bad idea that is. Like it, it was just stupid what happened and it and it almost well it did. I think um, contribute to downward spiral. In my opinion,
4: it seems ridiculous that absolutely ridiculous. It's like creating two teams out of one, isn't it? Straight away, Even it was
2: stupid it. because when, well, like, when, as I said, when when I first come up, like there were a big changing room, and like there were obviously listen, there's a lot of banter, there's a lot of things that happen then that can't happen now. Obviously, tell us so, about that, Matty. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Well we once tied fitness coach around with post naked and Paul Sprinklers and I'm not too sure you'd get away with that now, but there were there were all kinds of like if if you did something wrong, um I well I, I never did anything wrong, so I'm gonna choose shoes, but there were some lads, like Ryan Heinle, Massive, you know, I'm sure you'd know Massive, don't you? He four, he were lively by the way. So he like um he'd get sent with some pair of boots go and put him in uh, boot room. And as soon as boot room went, it's short. And like, there were three or four lads absolutely kicking him in with boots and that. And he'd walk in. But like, he'd been an absolute knobhead that day, for example. So, um, there, there were loads of things like that. <laughs> what are you though? kicking him for?
1: He's been a knobhead. Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. You well, right.
2: were looking like, in the end, you just come like, all new first years and, and lads had come in. And if there was somebody who were like, absolutely, you know, like, bowling round as if you aren't gaffed, like, They'd be like, "Oh, just take them books, mate." And I'm thinking, you know, like as soon as lads got them, I mean, it's not nice, but some of them deserved it. And then after then, they're just part of a group and they get on with it. It sounds horrific, but it, it kind of worked then. I mean, you can't do that now, obviously, but back then it was all right. <laughs> Dave, have you got one? I'm I'm interested from that perspective, particularly speaking with John last week. So. When John came into Wednesday on his second spell, he'd been sort of a season pro coming in late on and could see the demise and could see what Wilson wasn't able to handle. Now, Danny Wilson is going to be your first professional manager. How did you find him and, and was he in over his head compared to what he did at Basler? Um, I don't know if he was in over his head. I think um, he probably didn't come in with as much power as he should have done. He didn't. He didn't kind of put his cards flat on the table first day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he kind of, he wanted, I, I mean, almost now Danny would be like a perfect manager nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like as a coach now, you can let players get on with, you know, you can give them a little bit more ownership. Back yeah. then it was literally like, you do this and you do that, or you're not in team. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it were, it were a little bit probably that, if I'm going to be honest, that, that let him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, rem, I remember once and, it kind of sums it up. It was New Year's there, and like a couple of lads had, had gone out and got on piss, like, and come in. And I think it was Brizer, who Chip Prezi in training. And like Danny, Danny used to join in five sides, which I never liked anyway. I'm thinking, God, don't be doing that. Do you know what I mean? Because you just don't do that. Like, so a no. few lads to catch him, and like, do you know, it just.
1: Sorry, Matt. Oh. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because John Newsom was literally telling us a story last week of Ron Atkinson doing exactly that. And yeah. now, and what he was saying was because his his relationship with him was quite, yeah. it weren't great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and and he said to him and Nigel Pearson, "You stand there going, I'm gonna fucking get him this week. What, yeah. what, fucking watch this. Now,
2: did you get a level of, <laughs> level of that? And some of the lads did that, and then like Brizzy chipped keeper bit. Like Brizzy were a bit half cut because he were off to Burnley, and he really didn't care less at that point. So he's he's keeper, and uh, gone somewhat along lines of your little gnome or something like that to Daddy Wilson. So Danny's gone, you what? and then Danny sent him in, but like Briz won't move. So mm. Briz is like, I ain't going in. So again, like you know, he just stood there, and I'm thinking. This is gonna get tasty. This because so you're like you stood there as a player thinking, bridge just go in." Do you know what I mean? Just go in and like you're off anyway. And he's going, "I ain't going in." Make me go in. And I'm thinking, well, them two aren't gonna scrap. I just going can't imagine Brisco as a, few... a wide. I just can't imagine him being oh. that callous. <laughs> but I think Brisco just got to that point where it like it. Mm. It probably, Bridge should have got a lot more opportunities, really. But again, like you know, what quality team that we had. He didn't get any, and I think at that point he probably should have got in, and he weren't in. And I mean, his goal against Arsenal that got overshadowed by Di Canio. Everybody, Wednesday, found to be talking about that now, but Costicani or push ref, it's just forgotten about. So he should have got an opportunity. And and there were there were little instances like that where there'd be fights in training, and he didn't he didn't really calm it down, and he didn't really have that. that what, what, what's where like that authority, really? It weren't, mm-hmm. it weren't that he were a bad bloke and it weren't that he was a bad manager. Because I think if genuinely, if lads had bought into him more, it'd have been excellent. But it didn't happen, if I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm.
0: Steve, have we got one? Yeah, Matt, you've talked about obviously breaking into the first team, uh, just at the back end, effectively, of premiership sort of status. And then we've gone down, you've talked about some big personalities being in and around, in and around the club, and obviously, uh. Uh, we had a you know a wealth of talent and we've had to sort of trim the fat so to speak as we've gone down that first season or that first period in the championship did you still feel that there was that sort of that decline that was there because you know we've been out of premiership now for 20 odd years um and we've been down a couple of times into league one was there ever a point where you're looking around you're thinking you know what we're in the shit here and it's, it's just going to keep going or was was it like an initial period when we first went down where you thought you know what if we stick together We'll get we'll get that opportunity to get straight back
2: up. Yeah, I think I think it were a, a number of factors. Like we had a lot of good senior pros, and we had some bad senior pros. Um, like we had like Des Walker come down. Like he was he was brilliant, but he was still living like probably an old school footballer was, and that weren't Des's fault. But that's exactly what he that's how Des lived his life. So like when new managers come in, they couldn't really accept that. Like, Dez, Dez used to go out and get, like, drunk on a Thursday. Like, he did it every week. Then, then he'd come in steaming Friday, bit man at match Saturday. Now, like, as a manager, it's hard, because, like, you're, you're putting up this persona of, right, everybody's going to live right, train right, play right, and your best player gets steaming, but it's still man at match every Saturday. And Like, lads all, lads all kind of thought, if that was somebody else who weren't performing very well, by the way, the straight art team, but because there's what-man-at-match, none of lads minded. what-managers are all-minded, if you know what I mean. So it ended up being, like, problems. So I'm, like I'm sitting here now thinking, Cole, oh, it, it, it would definitely escalate into shit, weren't it? Because every story I've said has been, like, things going wrong and people. But it's it, like it, it's, it's just worked.
1: dawned on you, Matty. Hey, yeah. It was a right fucking mess, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, weren't,
2: it weren't, yeah. <laughs> Thinking to myself, but but do you know what, what really like, annoys me about some of that time, and certainly like when I left, which I've not got over yet, but um, I don't think managers give the group of players long enough. So, like, we'd get to something and then a manager would break it up. And, like, um, look, that, that team that we got promoted with, right, I know a lot of players have gone on and had good careers, but, like, that team would have run through brick walls for each other. And, like, Sturrock never gave us a chance. It just like ripped it all up, and then it went all peaked on because I went I went back a few times when I left, and like brought players in who who shouldn't have been brought in in my opinion, who were like big time. Charlie's like come from Man United, throw him in. Didn't give a shit about Chef Wednesday, um, but like all us lot did, um, and it and it like, do you know what I mean? I just thought it, it was... and even when season were going on, it what lads who who were like successful season before who were leaving out, um. And I'm thinking, you, d- you don't want really to be doing that, because, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, good teams together, like you ain't not got to have good individuals to be a good team, in my opinion. But, um, I think good individuals can help a team. But if you've got lads who are just there for themselves, you're only going one way. Mm. I'll
1: tell you what, Vic, I'm going to let you ask a question here while I can get myself a lovely Stella from the fridge. <laughs>
3: just uh, just bear keep, with me. Keep it to that sort of era, Matty. So, obviously... The the Cardiff game, we all remember, and I'm sure we'll come on to that in a bit, the game in Cardiff. Um, but I just wanted to ask about Lee Bullen. Obviously, he was your captain. Um, how how was he as a captain? Do you think, was he someone that you always thought would make the move into, well, management now, but head coach and sort of doing things at a more strategic level in the club? Did you always see that with him? Was it something that, can you see why he's done well and then not so well for us in different circumstances?
2: Yeah, 100%. He, um, Bully were like one of the best captains I've, I've played under. Um, I, but I think a, a, a lot of that group as well, like when when Bully, I mean, I, Bully, Bully will always tell you, that like, I, I was quite a big personality in that changing room, but we had two or three who were exactly the same. So we had, it were almost like a bit of a, um, I don't, a small leadership group under Bully, if you know what I mean. So Bully led it and, and then he'd spread it out and then we'd like make sure it happened. Um, but, like, look, Bully's done unbelievable. Like, he's been, un- In my opinion, he's been unfortunate not to get a job. Now, I know like, I read a lot of things about he's got to go and he's got to go and they've got to go. But, like, people forget that at time, like, when when they were worst struggling, he stepped in and turned season round. Mm-hmm. And I think it, if it would have got a result on that Saturday when he didn't get result, result, um, he'd have probably got a job, which is remarkable in football that, like, you can turn a club round, but then just because you don't win one game... Um, you don't get a job. But, like, I can't speak highly enough football. He'd, he'd do anything for a club. He's just a great guy to be around. If you speak to all players at first team, probably at minute, and I don't know any of them, I bet they speak highly of him. Um you know what I mean? He, he's, just a, he's just a down-to-earth good bloke who cares about club, cares about people doing well in it, wants club to succeed. And I think, like, if he does leave, which I... I, I, I I hope he doesn't, by the way. But if he does leave before they get back to Premier League, um, I'm sure he'll think that like he's not completed what he wanted to, if if that makes sense. Um, but just a great bloke, great to have round place. real good captain, always behind everybody. I mean, I, like we listen, we were in Republic every like Saturday, seven, eight, nine, years ten years, that group. Um, and like honestly, sometimes, and I know you all think steaming straight away, but sometimes like we go out and not drink know what I mean but it, like we spent. I know that's a bad thing. but <laughs> we spent we, we just wanted to spend time with each other because we, we all got and like now like I'll speak to Brunty and Glenn and Spike and macker and, and Bully and Eki and like that group of players JP, I saw JP the other week Um, just like just a great bunch of lads like can't speak. I just realised you were naming
1: uh, Sheffield Wednesday players, and I thought you were listing teletubbies. You know, <laughs> John Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: so let's. It's it, it too long to set the proper name.
1: <laughs> so let's let's move it forward then. So a um, couple of crap seasons in the, in the championship. Um, you know the you know I I, I the 2001 is it the. the fucking chopper Chups thing and, and then it, the whole, it was yeah. just a bloody mess it was like when I first saw that flower sat on the front of the um on front the, on the front of the shirt I remember thinking Jesus and then Pressy got sent, Pressy listen to me now I'm joining in now yeah, and then,
2: then it it so
1: and then uh, <laughs> and then K, KP got sent off after like thirty thirteen seconds or something like that for balling outside the area there must have been a point where you thought we're not going to piss this lads
2: Well, yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, I I remember, I'm laughing because I remember um, Team Photo, and (laughs) you're going to laugh at this. They gave us all a tub of Chuppa Chubs in this tin, Mm -hmm. like a bucket. And we're all thinking, what the freaking heck are we going to do with these? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But it were were an open day, so we ended up throwing them out. But like, I'm thinking, what a bad sponsor that is. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Shocking. It looked shit. It just looked shit. Yeah, it did so, look. It did look. It did look Did you
1: right?
3: know so, that's the difference, Matty? Is that you can say that, whereas Craig Armstrong was like, "Oh, it's not about the sponsor. It's about wearing the shirt and all that." Like the It, it looked. It, it, it looked shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was it a shit it. shirt that looked shit that fit like a I bag mean, of bloody taters
2: like, it's some that season up, because obviously I scored that goal against Watford that, like, mm. to be fair, every Wednesday fan talks to me about every time I'm, I went about. I'll tell you what, so, Matty, tell watched... us about that goal against Watford. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, not, I've not watched it for about five minutes now, to be honest. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> and to be um... fair, I mean, what do
1: they expect you to say? I mean, you're literally like Forrest Gump just kept running <laughs> and then kicked it right hard. I mean,
2: what do they want to know? <laughs> Yeah, and then I celebrate, I've got that Chupa Chups badge on, I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, after a couple of seasons, like, you know, it, it's not gone great, and then and then this season started. Did you did you feel that there was something different that year, that this was going to be it, this was going to be the one?
2: Um, well, I couldn't feel my legs in Ibiza, if I'm going to be honest with you, that pre-season. That was my absolute best stag do I mean pre-season trip I've ever been in. Um, Move on from
1: that one quick, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> kids watching, kids watching.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, we, like, it, that was, it was just mad. we come back and did a bit of running and then like, we got on plane to Ibiza and as we took off, Chris we're like, look, it's not about football this. We're just going to socialise and uh, get to know each other. We'd we sound like 10, 11 players. So we're still thinking, look, we'll socialise at night, train. Like, we didn't train. I'm thinking, what is going off it? Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, we're in for a bad season here. You know, you know like I mean, it's great that we're going out in a beer every day and all that living dream, but like it's not, it's not like your normal stereotypical pre-season. But to be fair, it just brought everybody together. I mean, there were there were one night where first night, so we've like a twenty odders, whatever. We sign like Guy Branston, freaking out, what a lad he is, he, and he's like, he's like, this is conversation, right? So we're having a beer, and he's going. How many pound coins think I can shove up my nose? You I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. I'm sat there thinking, what? He going, I reckon I can get twenty one quid in my nose. I'm going right. So I'm I'm like running a whip. Then I'm going right. Come on, lad. <laughs> right, right. Let's have a look. Let's have right. a look. No word to lie. Shoving pound nose, pound coins up his nut. Like his ear, his ear, right? And he ended up getting like about twenty two quid in his nose. No word of lie. I was like absolutely gobsmacked. Does
1: that mean he so won like, the twenty-two quid? Did he? It's he
2: mine now. Matter. He won a bit. He won a bit more than that. Um, but uh, as, we, as we're sat there, right, Chris Turner, Colin West, and Nick, fitness coach, have walked past us in their gear to go out. So they've gone right. Stay, just stay here, lads. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, all right. Like that's happening. As soon as you've gone, we're out of here. Mm. So they walk out. All of us, mate. Like we get, we're getting these taxis, right? Go and get changed quick. Get these taxis. Take us fair furthest club away, is like, oh, this club's brilliant, this taxi driver. So we've all we've all jumped in. Walked in this club, you know, like giving it big one in a visa. Who's there? Chris Turner, Colin West. <laughs> Mate. I was like, Oh my freaking God. Like, how am I gonna explain this to me, missus? You know what I mean? Two weeks fine on pre season trip, I'm at nightclub. So, like, he's come across, like, looked like he were gonna like fuming, you know what I mean? He's gone, what are you doing? I said, look, Gaffer, like, it's a few fault that we've, we've come out because he went, hey, that's exactly what I do as a player now. What we have him. And he bought all the drinks. Well, he turner. Yeah. So we were like, here we go, lads, we're on here. i tell go you on. what, I, I'm going to have to stop
1: doing these interviews. Everything <laughs> I know about my early teens and, late, and early 20s yeah. is, is wrong. Ron Atkinson yeah. was a bell and Chris Turner was an absolute <laughs> lad. I can't even imagine <laughs> <laughs> Chris
3: Turner cracking a smile, let alone...
2: Yeah, he, oh, he was. So, like, so then for like three days, like nowhere to lie, we, we beat we beat Preston, right? We were all steaming. How we beat Preston? Like we <laughs> battered him as well, like 3 4 no I'm thinking just Christ, like, might be all right, this. Um, and then we lost against Watford in the final. Um, and we've gone out straight after again. And uh, like Chris Turner says, everybody's got to be on bus at nine o'clock to train. But luckily for me, I played. But like other lads who haven't played, had to do some running. So at like about 10 to nine, we're all sat on bus. Like Lewis McMahon, weren't there? Right? So everybody's good. has anybody seen Lewis? Like, like no, cause he's like he's one of the younger lads in group at that point so thinking oh Jesus Christ do you know what I mean he's got mugged out he's got kicked in or something or... anyway he comes flying outside the bus and he's going out here right youngest player in squad Gaffer's sat in front of the bus all lads are like oh he's going to get it like do you know what I mean so he gets on bus Chris didn't even speak to him he's, we got up to training ground like we did a cold out. Lad who play. some of them run caught it he run balls off Lewis. Absolutely. Through, throwing up everywhere and all that, poor lad. Um, but that was first trip. Then then we come back and like, we started off horrific, didn't we? I think we lost against Paul Merle on first day. I I, I um, went over on my ankle and then come on, I shouldn't have ever come on that first game, but like, I got a couple of injections before the game and it just went massive and then I missed the next couple, stupidly. Um, but like, it, it didn't start off great and then, Sturrock come in and to be honest like, he just got us absolutely ridiculously fit like ridiculous so like he knew we went out Saturday, every Monday we had failed like we were just running our balls off like he'd just walk out with he'd walk out with diet can of coke and his whistle swinging it like I'm going to pump yeah, like that mm-hmm. like literally like, you know I mean? uh, all, that, like
1: actually so I'm going to name drop Lee Peacock told me this same thing he, he said he used to I, I know oh she's laughing oh my god
2: you
3: I'm name lost. dropping how many so, minutes in a way before he's dropped the lead peak?
1: told people? me the same thing. He said that he used to have this statistic or something about the playing long ball or lumping it, and it won 73% or something. And he, and he said that exact phrase. He said, he'd come in and go, hey, I'm going to fucking pump you back. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: and, he, and he'd have this run top forty eighties. So like when, when you speak to Bully or whoever next around that, ask him about forty eighties. 80s. Gee, they were absolute hamstring snappers. So you, you did like, you did 40, 40, 40 in something like 17 seconds, minute rest, and you did 8, 8, 8 in like 35 seconds, minutes rest, you did three of them, right? If you didn't finish them under times, it didn't pick you. That's it? Literally didn't pick you. Don't matter who it was, like, just you weren't playing. So, what? um... Like you can imagine, like all lads are absolutely like ripping their hamstrings out, like fighting <laughs> past each other to kinda of get in get in on online. But that that's just how it was. And to be honest, around that time that's what that group needed. Like if you come in there and said, Look, every Monday morning you're getting up like bollocks run off you these lads now on fifteen, twenty grand a week, they'd be like, I ain't doing that. So Do you know I mean. Um whereas that group, we were like, Yeah, buzzing. Like we're not like we are winning. Um runners, we're not bothered, like, come on. And that in end We'd come in, and, like Gaffer'd come in, and we'd go, hey, gonna pump yeah, Gaffer." Like, right. and it, it ended up being like a laugh between us and him, if you know what I mean. Because we all just knew we knew Monday morning, we're gonna get, we're gonna get battered. So, so you stayed off the beers we? on
1: the Sunday lunchtime, then, like,
2: well, till about two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Ben, you'll have a question. Well, we're just
4: wondering what they'd done if only six of the got it in time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, would it be, would, it, would it be played kids? <laughs> he was, he was, honestly we were literally like you ain't playing I remember when I were I coming back after my ankle Think about well, me Brunty and somebody else and me and Brunty like because like lads are going hey you're decent when you and Brunty are back so like we've gone out like I think we both missed it by about a second and a half something like that and he's going right you're both not involved so we're going what <laughs> so like, like I got I got a bully I went oh, is he pissed or what he, he said I missed it by a second and he's saying he's not picking me he went yeah he won't have me but, like, we just knew, still so like I said about Danny then, you just knew, like, you knew that if, if he held all cards and, like, if you didn't do what he said, you weren't playing. So, that's how it worked. No, fucking
1: hell. Right, so tell. So we've moved on then. So, that season, uh, Chris Turner got replaced by Paul Sturrock. He came in and fitness was the thing. Now, you were very much involved in that season, Tell us about the final and how, I think it was a hamstring injury, wasn't it, that kept you out of it? Oh, man! I, I'm um, sorry, I'm going to pull up
2: some, pla- some band-aids oh, now man, I, but I, I,
1: I want to pick at it because I'd have been, you must have been fucking devastated.
2: Devastated? I'll cry my eyes out, mate. I'll, I'll tell you a story. So, I did my hamstring second game, like never had an hamstring. Like it, 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 Honestly, I'd never had an injury on the cruise ship against Forest on that boxing day. Then I got two cruise ships back to back and what? like, it killed me. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't even mind admitting it. It just absolutely finished me off. Like, my pace had gone a little bit. I worked my balls up second time to get back and that was season where we'd like, I'm thinking, here we go, like, I'm back. Because like, I'd had like two and a half years or whatever of freaking car. Oh, throwing my toys out I time and everything. So, played in second leg. Played it well, played first, like, did really, really well. Um, Played in second leg. We won the love, like, felt the army. And to be honest, like, I <laughs> I'm saying I probably could have carried on. I just thought in the back of my head, right, we're 2-0 up here. Frickin' I need to get off for Cardiff. So we were like 10 days away. So I'm thinking, right, I'll come off. Brunty'll come on. I'll make sure I'm right for Cardiff. Um, Next day, they like sent me straight up to Thornbury and I, I, I got um injections uh every day, twice a day. So I'd get them at half 10 and then get them at half 3. Every day for like eight days or something. Now, two second day before we were traveling, Paul Stewart like puts these freaking poles up, right? And he goes, Right, I mean, you're doing 800, uh, no, 1000 meters in under 12 seconds. I'm thinking, Freaking heck, I ain't like, do you know what I mean? 100 meter sprinter. Anyway, I gets in about five of them, starts feeling me, Amie, a little bit, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I said to Summers that was taking me, I went, Look, Summers, it's tightening up a little bit, like, they be all right for a game. He went no, no. He's, he's adamant that you've got to do them all. Anyway, on about seventh one, I felt it like, but I didn't tell him. So I said no, no, I've had enough now. So I'm thinking, shit. You know, like, and you go to bed and you hope that when you wake up next morning, everything's like, you're magically all right. better. Yeah. So I'm thinking, right, I ain't telling anybody. I'm not telling physio. I'm not telling. I'm not, I ain't telling anybody. So like, we start doing warm up. We've got meeting and all that. Start doing warm up. I've jogged about ten meters. I'm thinking, I, ain't, I can't play it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm literally jogging around. with Ooh, group We all everybody. like
3: felt the same pain
2: that um, everyone oh. like, Everybody, everybody's buzzing. And like you have just said, right? Like I, I had what I don't know how many years that day, but like it were all, it was great for me playing at Hillsborough and playing, but it were crap really because we never won anything. I like when we go when we got to the quarterfinals, playing semi final, cup. Relegation, fine relegation. Never that, that was first my first season at all time there. Mm. Where like I'm thinking, right, good times are back. Got a good group. Fans are like buzzing offers. are you know, like Hillsborough bouncing like that first leg against Brentford were just like ridiculous, weren't it? Like in stadium. So I'm so like I said to, like I think bully were at side of me. I can't remember where, I said that's no goodness. So like, as I walked off the group, like you no, know, like kept proper straight face. As the group went off, I just started crying. Walking across pitch, crying, like literally, floods of tears. So I've come in at physical, going, you're all right, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, where's Gaffer? He's in his office. So I'm like, I've gone in the office, I said, look Gaffer, like, it's gone. I just burst out crying again. I'm thinking, I don't cry, do you know what I mean? I'm not like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. So, he's like, look, um." Like you're a massive part of this group. I want you to come. I said, look, I want ever not coming. Um, I'm definitely coming. Like, but look, I have ten minutes in here because I don't want you affecting group. Like, you're a big part of a group. Don't, don't like go out there and be all down in dumps. So like, after t- had ten minutes went out. Like, I'm still having banter with lads and all that, thinking right, it's not about me now. It's about them, and that's what we're good about that team. It was like next man up, and we got on with it. So like, we've gone down, and Graham and Lee can't play either. So like. We were like deep depression. The roomed us together as well. So you can you imagine us? We're going, fricking can't believe I'm not playing. I'm with but laugh. he's going, can't believe I'm not playing. So I'm the like, right, I'm go- yeah, I'm like, right, I'm going to go and get a bottle of red wine. So I'm like, trying to get a bottle, like, but Sturrock could put like a lockdown and all alcohol and everything in the hotel. So I was like, oh, I was like, so anyway, went to sleep, got up, went for pre-match work, Got on bus. Freaking mate, like, ran Cardiff that day. We're mm. just a joke. Like an absolute, like we're all driving in, and like I said to you, look, we're all like kind of vocal group, like loads of banter. I swear on that drive, nobody said a word because everybody was just looking out the window, going, Fucking how many is there? You know, like we're literally like, you know, like just rows and rows and rows, and, like, like gonna war or something, like just yeah. blown white everywhere. And we're driving through, and I'm thinking, How oh, the frick am I not playing in this game? So When when I get there, and listen, I, I'm not a massive drinker, but like I had to have a drink, so I, I literally just went to the bar, just like more or less got steaming. <laughs> and I've sat behind the bench, and like me and Macca are just having a laugh all game because I'm like, he had a massive goal bonus for getting his 20th goal, so I'm going, He ain't putting you on, mate. He ain't putting you on, I'm telling you, he ain't putting you on. And uh, like we lost score, did he? So we buzzed, and then like all of a sudden, you would like. Like we were unbelievable first half, thinking this is going to be four or five nil this And then we come out second half, they scored two. I'm thinking, oh, holy shit, dear. what's going on? Then Maka comes off, and I like I, I said, look, he said, look, if I score, I'm coming over. I mean, I'm doing that. So like he, after he scored, he like runs outside and starts doing that because he's got his bonus. And it ended up like being like best day ever. Even like somebody who didn't play and got um, but just being part of that. Then obviously me and Eki got trophy and we're running it down motorway and freaking like Gwen went in services like it was same as in Cardiff just Wednesday fans like then we couldn't go back to Wilder so I went to Casino like all families were there absolutely ledge and then like I get a tap on shoulder saying that look there's meetings for all out of contract players it morning but i all going on holiday it next day
3: yeah, no, literally, literally day after,
2: after. <laughs> literally <laughs> day after right so he says look I am at your appointment three o'clock and I went look Gaffer, I'm flying at like one o'clock. Can I, can I come in early at half eight, nine o'clock and, and do it? Because I'm thinking, after the first leg at playoffs, I'm stuck on for a contract here. Absolutely no way. Like, and, and even if he'd have lowered me money, I'm thinking, buzzing, like it, he's already said I'm a massive part of the group. He's all, like, do you know what I mean? He's like saying all things to me the day before. So at no point in my head am I getting released. No point. So I've walked in, sat down, not like doing it big one or all, but thinking this. And he goes, uh, you're released. And it'll I've got like that. <laughs> he, he, he's gone, look, it's the hardest decision I've ever had to make as a manager. You've been great for me. Had we stayed in League One, I'd have definitely kept you on. Uh, cheers for
3: getting
2: us gonna, up here. See you later, pal. But, but, gonna, but gonna champ, um, look, I, I saw how emotional you were. And I think if I'm going to be honest, it just means too much for you, And I think it'll do you good. And I'm sat there yes. thinking, you twat. You know, I like, wanted to get over and punch him. So anyway, at that point, I've walked out of office and I'm fuming. I'm not like I'm not like um upset or disappointed. And I come downstairs and I see Pete, who's Kitman. May I start crying again? Fucking hell. <laughs> I, it's too, a right but, emotional rollercoaster, <laughs> here, I I like So I like I'm but then like I'm seeing Pete, I saw Karen, I went to see Anne. And like that that's what did me, it it were people who like I'd seen every day who I'd like got this unbelievable relationship with. And they're crying. But they're like, I can't believe it.
1: You you've had these relationships with these people for like about seven
2: years. Oh or like. mate, like I've I've literally like so you know when you're a s YT, you go in, you do one want to text kids through like like I say, I were one of decent kids, so I got a lot of jobs. So they were like, I'm me do this, I to do that. So and like, if, if any of, when I went worked first team, if any of the lads were dicks, so I'd be like, right, freaking get that kid through there. And then like, I'd kind of patrol it a little bit for them to make sure that nobody was taking piss out of them. Um, and I got in my car, and like, oh, we drove to the airport, me and my missus, and I don't think I spoke. She was like, what, what's happened? And I went, oh, I've been released. And she went, what? I went, oh, I don't want to talk about it. So I'm like, I'm going on holiday. Fricking right, barrel last that holiday, weren't I? Um,
4: <laughs> oh, God.
2: So I'm I'm going on holiday and then like my phone starts ringing. I thought I can't speak to anybody. Like you know, like star are ringing you because obviously the release it don't that it? club release it. and I think like um, Eki said in an interview I read the other day that Sturrock said to him that night like because Eki went up to him and said it's the best thing ever in it and Sturrock went well I can't enjoy it because I've got to release some players tomorrow and and Eki like I think he said in an article in Athletic that like that's when it dawned on him now as a manager. That you're like, you can't really enjoy it because you know there's like bad news around the corner. Jesus. Um, this is like the same out, guy out that
1: got out on the motorway to dance on the road with the trophy.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was freaking it was just an we're like, like honestly, it was like you no, know, like when people set the highs and lows of football, it was <laughs> like you couldn't get any high and you could not get any low. Honestly, that that was one... 24 hours. Did yeah, you get have a any sort
3: it. of support with that? Like, just uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about like mental health and especially people who've been through football. Like, we've talked to James Kay quite a bit about being released from the academy after being taken on as a pro, etc. And d- do you get any support or is there anything there even from the PFA or
2: or is it just. No, there weren't. Um, they were literally like my, my, my wife who was like brilliant, the family, my mom and dad. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a, a bit of an homeboy family lad. So. Like the family are amazing, so they like got me through it, and they were a bit like, right, go and go and go and prove them wrong. Um, uh, but no, there, there weren't any help then. There weren't, there weren't like a few of lads rung you. But like realistically, like we all know, it's just it's about yourself a little bit. I know you're in a team, but it's it's a, it's an individual sport we're in a team environment, really. So they're all ringing me going like, I can't believe it, but it didn't mean anything really off them. Do you know what I mean? It was like. I, I would just gobsmacked. i Honestly, I, I was like, you know, like when you have a bit of a shit season and you're not playing great and like, you've been injured all of it or whatever else. Um, and I'm thinking like, I'll keep him brunt here. Yeah, um, to be fair, JP were unbelievable that year. I think he played every game. So, but like, I, I'd have played it final, I'd, um, I'd got through that game. So, it would just, I would just gobsmack. I would just like, absolutely. And I just think way he did it, what just weren't, it weren't great really. That like, I don't know, he might have let me have my holiday first, but then probably in his eyes, he wanted to get it done so he could go and enjoy, like, forget about it for us. So, like, now as a coach, I understand it, but back then, I was like, you ruthless twat. But um, it is what it is, isn't it? It's just, it just goes to show that in football, you can never, ever just take anything for granted, no matter how well you're playing or what you're doing or just, like, keep your head down and just carry on getting on with it because that's what tends to happen, really.
0: It's, it's interesting to hear you talk about it in that way because obviously you've talked about the way that Danny Wilson was and the authority that he did or didn't necessarily have and you know listening to you talk about the way that Sturrock came in and was very almost military with what he did and it was like hammering and you're, the way that you spoke about it was like everything that he did was was positive for you in terms of your fitness, getting the, getting the squad fitter, um, beast in you and what have you, to, to, to then get to the end of the season, go through all those experiences... And then get released on the next day. Um, it just, it's just it's it's fascinating. How 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 do you feel about him now, Sturrock?
2: Oh, we we've like well we had that um, we had that dude, didn't we at Hillsborough? Like where they brought class of whatever back uh, two thousand and five, six, whatever. I and mean. but like, to be fair, he didn't turn up, did he? He come over on thing. Um, I think he did a live link or something, but. It's still it still like obviously affects like don't not affect me a bit. Like I look back and that's like I've got two real regrets really. That that that's like the biggest regret. You can't do anything with injuries. Um but what, what but what could uh what what can you do with it? Like you can't I can't magically sit there begging and saying, Come on, Gaffer, like give me a contract. Like he's made his decision, so I wanted to. <laughs> but um but you just literally get up, walk out and Try and keep your head held high and move on from it, really.
4: So, talking talk about ruthless managers, Matt. We've said about Stuart doing that, but and, and this is taken it back quite a bit. Did is it right about the whole Alex Ferguson thing coming to your house and nearly signing for Man United?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was, um, like, it's a weird story, really, because like I never, I never played football till about eleven. And like one of my best mates, that was perfect. Roma, St. Josephs. And back time, like we we're, were like fourteen, I was playing for England under fifteen, which I don't, I don't think, could really happen now, really. You no, know, like young mm-hmm. kids in the academy at seven, eight, six, whatever age. Um, and and like obviously being a Rotherham lad, like Rotherham Rung, so I went to Rotherham. Uh, and they basically said to me, "Look, you're gonna play five games, and we're gonna sell you." So I was like, "Well, I don't want any of that." Um, and then like. Um, I said, oh, I'm going to go and speak to Sheffield Wednesday. And my dad were a bit like, what? You're going to do what? You know, because he was like a of fan. And I went, yeah, like... Anyway, I went to training, loved it. Like, Clive Baker, Charlie Williamson. Absolutely, like, just loved it. Like, proper ledge. Um, training were really good. Uh, and, and 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 went in there. But at that point then, like, I ain't signed with Wednesday. So, like, I, I got... Um, it worked back in days where you could only pick three clubs. So you, you can you could visit three clubs like we're now the a trial every, here, there and everywhere, didn't they? But like back when olden days, um, you could pick three. So I picked Rotherham, Chef Wednesday, uh, no, sorry, I bombed Rotherham. Uh, I picked Chef Wednesday, Wolves and Man United. Uh, man United want me to go and trial. Leeds offered me dad a cheque outside of pitch uh, when I played for Roma St. Joseph. So look, there's the cheque man if um, He signed for Leeds. And to be fair to my dad, I'd have absolutely pocketed it. But he said, uh, (laughs) he said, no, like, he he can make his own mind up. Anyway, I went to Man United. Uh, I trained three days. But, like, Beckham, Scholes, Neville showed me around because they were, like, a couple of years above me. So, like, obviously, I didn't know who they were then. But I knew, knew, obviously, the names. I remember the names. So they were showing me around. And then, like, the the training It's like ledge what they do, to be fair. the proper training pressure impress you. They invite you to go and train with the first team. So I'm, like, 14, 15. And uh, I join in a penalty shootout, right? So, like, Alex Ferguson comes out. He's like, I'll, do you want a penalty shootout? I'm like, yeah, obviously. So, like, he shouts Peter Schmeichel. He's in there. Eric Cantona and Ryan Giggs. So there's me, Eric Cantona, Ryan Giggs, right, in a penalty shootout. And I'm thinking, where freaking heck. Like, people aren't going to believe this story when I tell it. Um so anyway, like we all score, like Schmeichel's letting him in, really. He's not diving about. Um and then it comes to fourth and right, Ryan Giggs goes to me, Look, just missed this one. And I've gone, What? He goes, Just like just miss it. Right. So i put it wide. So it, it's like Giggs then comes to me because like good lad. Then like Cantona misses, he never missed penalties, did he? So and then he missed, and Giggs missed and Alex Ferguson scored. So like all they're doing it was just to please Gaffer. running so, <laughs> off like he's absolutely ledge, Anyway, next day, um I played in a game against Celtic uh, and like everybody was saying to me that oh, our Celtic at best team in country we like we beat them 9-0 uh, I got five goals and Danny Webber got four like me and Danny Webber were up front that day um, and they said like, look we want to offer you a five year contract and I went Well, I don't, I don't really want to sign I know my mom and dad there are going what because like, I, I think they thought that I definitely going to put sign there I said, look, I, I, I don't want to sign up. I think I want to stay local. I want to um, live local. I think I'll be better there. Don't know more, Um Anyway, two days later, I get a phone call. Uh, Man United want to come and visit you again. So I'm like, yeah, all right. They can, they can come and right, try and talk to me and my mum and dad. No problem. And it's Alex Ferguson. Like in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he's like... Uh, what is this it. fucking story, Matty? Yeah, dear. I know, yeah.
1: How, I know. How, how, yeah. I know how your career ends up. And what you're telling me now, it don't... I need the middle bit. I need the Revenge of the Sith episode. I, I, yeah.
3: <laughs> and you've said that so, your two uh, biggest regrets did not include this.
2: <laughs> no, no. My other regret, we're not playing for other later on. But, um, I can't, I can't, I
4: can't imagine Sir Alex. Being,
2: no, I know. Well, rather than lad, rather than it been it'd be nice for me. Um, I,
4: I can't
2: but, imagine um, Sir Alex at Stubbin. I just can't imagine that. I <laughs> oh, went to It co- co- come to it come to it come to house. It come to the moment that I never come to Stubbing You weren't that lucky. Um, <laughs> and uh, just turned it down and, and, and ended up signing for Chef Wednesday. Uh, and like used to catch three buses every morning to to Middlewood Road and get there at like half six, six seven o'clock. Obviously, clean Gaffer's car some days, clean all changing But like, just, I just, I honestly, I don't, I don't, I think I made the right decision because I, I got in team when I was seventeen at Wednesday. Would I have got in team at seventeen at Man United? I could have done. I don't know. Like, like as I said, I was decent before my knees fell off. So um, that, that that just started. I'll tell you what, then, I don't, I don't, don't get it,
1: Matty. When Chris Eagles turned up, did you ever look at him and think? <laughs> I a fucking run rings around you, you prick.
2: Yeah. Right. You know mm-hmm. I, mean? I run bullet. <laughs> <in this season. laughs> I run bullet. I went to watch him uh, against Watford, I think it was. I think i had time for Stockport freaking might hey, mighty fall. Um, <laughs> and uh, I went to a game and I'm thinking, you are useless. Absolutely useless. But like that, that's what managed. And, I, and in end, I think that's what like Sturrock, probably didn't succeed. I honestly believe that if they've kept that group together and added one or two and see how it went, would have been successful. I genuinely would. Because you look at players who've gone on and what their careers have entailed um, and gone on to unbelievable things, but it just like dev- it just like demolished all squad, really, and kept an handful of them. And even, and even like, so like Peaks, who you mentioned, did play enough, in my opinion. Like Maka played a little bit, but not as much as he probably should have done Uh, Wheel on Brunty obviously stayed in Bully played a number of games Ecky got bombed straight away Uh, Spike got bombed out Woody got sold Um, so like loops went I think Uh, so just ripped that team apart
1: I I, so God I could talk to you about this all day I tell you what Vic Vic yeah. tell us, ask, ask Amy about this squad, who, who had the banter and the rest of it, because I'm going to pick his brain so hard <laughs> when we're off air and then we're going to ask some fans questions it's going to be a right. There, I've
3: got some quick fires Matty, so bear with me, right so, out of that squad who was the class clown? Uh,
2: peaks and me, probably
3: <laughs> I know what the answer is to this one, but who was the worst dressed?
2: Oh, we had a few in that team Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like his first day he come in. He come in as a decorator. I swear to you, his first day. His first day at the club. I'm thinking, who the frickin' heck is this lad? It was a white thick jumper. with all red and yellow, and blue splashes all over it. I just went, mate. It's like you need to paint out there first. He were like, yeah, funny. You know I mean, they didn't how to take me initially, but I ended up getting on great after that. I remember that yellow convertible he had. That was
3: horrendous. He had,
2: yeah, he thought it was cool, but he weren't one of
3: no. Uh, so who was your best mate then? Uh, Graham Lee. Who was the practical joker?
2: Uh, me and Peaks, probably. I've said that, haven't I? I've had that one.
3: Uh, yeah, same same sort of thing. Who was the laziest in training?
2: Steve McLean.
3: And who was the best in training?
2: Oh, I can't say myself. It's a bit big-headed, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh I'd probably go and not not surprisingly really come like uh, career they've had Brunty, Wheeler, and JP were good in training, so I'll probably say them three.
3: Um what's oh, sorry, who do you think is our best current player at Wednesday?
2: Uh Barry Bannon.
3: That fits. And what's the story that we wouldn't know?
2: Hold on for the last hour. I, I, <laughs> I know uh, a story you wouldn't know. Try and,
3: uh, Ray, let's go for the Cardiff weekend. Put it from that, that narrow it down a bit.
2: Is that a bottle of red wine? He can't remember. I know. Yeah, I will <laughs> uh, tell you what we did. What we did do that probably nobody knows, and I'm sure if you ask lads about it, they'll tell you but We you, we always <laughs> we played. <laughs> I know, yeah. We, we used to play. We used to all get showered <laughs> and then come out and like stick a towel on. Some not. Some didn't have a towel on. And play uh, cricket in the day day. rooms every day. So we we had this ball that we made out of like um, tape. And like literally, if somebody had balled. There'd be a battering, and then all lads would just sit on benches. But they would bust a bit about 25 fivers, just play cricket like every day for like a good hour. Um, that's probably that's a good one story. One that you wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> All um, right.
1: All right, so Hammy, we've got some fans' questions. Uh, some of them I may have made up myself. Some of them may have actually come from fans. Cause, yeah, uh, no problem. I don't feel like I'm. Uh, I don't feel like I'm getting away with this charade anymore. Uh, <laughs> James Cockings has been on. I don't know if that's a name that you recognise, but um, when you ask questions from the public, ask Hammy about the pre-season tour of Sweden slash Denmark in two thousand two. And what happened at Weistad's when Chef Kikuchi missed a penalty? And then, can you remember chatting in the hotel that night and warning us not to wind him up as Chef K walked in before then prov- provoking him yourself?
2: Fucking hell. Yeah, I do, <laughs> I, I do remember that, yeah. Well, <laughs> Terry Horace let us go to square he said we couldn't drink and we're all on vodka oranges. And like, Chef K, well, I thought we weren't, weren't best pleased. Uh and I was giving him a bit all night, to be fair. And he's a big lad, Shefki, so you didn't argue with him. And I'm thinking, Jesus, and he'd have probably caught me. So would have been in all kinds of trouble. Um, but we, we were in a hotel and he, he walked in. And I was like, look, don't wind him up. And he walked in. And I went, you tell him about that penalty. <laughs> 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 I like his face. I'm thinking he's going to rip their heads off. He was like, we're absolutely few. All right. Uh, who would win in a fight,
1: Emerson Tom or Peter Atherton? Mm.
2: <laughs> that is a very good question. I, uh, know. I think with his physique, Emerson Tom. But I tell you what, you'd have to hit Atherton a lot to keep him knocked down because he, he what, just keep bouncing up. It'd go on for a long time, That one, I think.
1: That's that's what John Newsom said. Actually, he said you've, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to kill Peter Atherton to stop oh, him coming he out. you. Yeah,
2: right. He would just keep bouncing up him.
1: <laughs> uh, then we've got. Um, Ask him about changing his mind about Neil Warnock in the famous four four two interview. Did you say something you shouldn't have done there? No,
2: no, I got stitched up there. So, Did you? Um, yeah, good. Like, like my agent back then, and a good friend still is Gary Dickinson. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If you know oh, that's um, him who's asked
1: question. <laughs> that's it. That's him who said it. Oh, is it?
2: Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, um, he invited us up for a coffee, and like I used to go up for a coffee like a couple of days a week after training, and I walked in and Neil Warnock were there. And, like, to be fair, right, I hated Neil Warnock um, like, before meeting him. And, like, obviously, I met him there and then come to Rotherham Bay and, like, unbelievable fella. Like, really, like, really nice fella. He's like, actually a really it.
1: lovely bloke, isn't he? He is, he is.
2: But, but like, literally, probably because at Wednesday United, I I, I hated him, like, really. Uh, and I told him, to be fair, when I met him. And, like, to be he was lovely. Like, we were just having a laugh, having a bit of banter. And then somebody asked him a question about... Um, what would you do with? Uh, what would you do if you took over Sheffield Wednesday? And he went, "Well, I'd, I'd keep current crop of shit if they've got a minute and send them down." <laughs>
4: That's um, pretty much what stopped him getting job, didn't it? Yeah, 2013.
2: Like, yeah. but, but I'm sat. I'm sat opposite, right? And then all of a sudden, it like and on, honestly, we're laughing his head off. It weren't. It, you know what I mean? It weren't a serious answer at all. Like. And uh, and then next day, I get pulled into office. You've been doing an interview with Walmart? I was like, no. As well, you have you uh, been doing 442 thing? I went, Look, I went for a coffee and he did it, and then like I didn't even really say anything because they were, they were doing that. Um, I don't know, they had this thing where like you remember, I forgot what it was called, but it was like the boy is good or something like that, and that's what I were on. So, like, they asked me a few questions about that, and then he he did an interview. and I'm honestly, I was sat there laughing my head off, like, it was just amazing some of the stories he was telling me, and I'm I said to Gary when it gone, I went, God, that has just changed my mind totally on him. And then like when went to Rotherham, he like, remembered me and we were just laughing and joking, just like a brilliant fella. Um, but yeah, I got stitched up with that one.
3: Gary Dickinson, right? I'm sorry to bring this off topic, but I seem to remember this name from a big part of my childhood. Was he the solicitor that used to pose really weirdly in the match day program yeah. with the football? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is used
3: to all it. these really cheesy photo shoots.
2: That's Gary Dickinson. He's watching now. I yeah, knew it. it. <laughs> yeah. Good right,
1: fella. So I've got, nice fella. I've got two more. Uh, where did you used to go drinking in Sheffield, apart from Pulse and Vogue?
2: Uh, well, it used to be Kingdom when Kingdom were there, didn't it? And then it, and then that moved to, uh, what were it called? Uh, was it Bed? Know, Sheffield Arena. Uh, no, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was never a Bed fan. Republic. Oh. Republic, we used to go all the time. Kingdom. And then I'll, I'll, I'll just
1: put Revolution. There you are. And uh, last <laughs> yeah. one. Last one. True <laughs> or false? Lee Peacock's chin is so square, it's
2: used as a template true. for the box of the, <laughs> this Christmas <recipe laughs> pancakes. Oh, to do with Peacock's chin is definitely true. <laughs> 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 Matt, I've got one for you, Matt. Just out of curiosity, obviously, with your, your upbringing and where you're, where you're from and that, and you went to. Wednesday background. Is Rotherham against Wednesday a derby or not? Uh I think for Rotherham it is, if yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Like, um good answer. <laughs> I think um I I don't know why obviously I've been brought up as a Rotherham fan, but like Sheffield Wednesday were always the biggest game. And then when I played for Sheffield Wednesday, I was like obviously buzzing for it, thinking, gosh, mm-hmm. this is a big derby. And then like you're playing Sheffield Derby, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, that ain't really a big derby, is it? Like Rotherham for me. <laughs> but it's a bit like, I, I, I was thinking, because I thought this might come up, to be honest, but I was thinking like, um you know, like when we used to play Donny, mm. or we used to like they see it as this massive thing. Like, I remember yeah like that year, we went up, we beating beating 4-0 um, over Christmas. Macca got an hat trick. And everybody going, oh, it's this big derby, and everybody's going, oh, Donny have coming from conference and League 2 and all that, and like, they're a great team. Like, God, we were so like, freaking wound up for that. Because everybody's going, oh, this is, this is time that Donnie are going to go past Wednesday and all that, and, like we battered and for now. So it was, it was a bit like, uh, I think because of, but Wednesday takes fans everywhere, don't they? It? So it's like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really matter where they go. But I think like local games, I, I, I think it's bigger. It, it's definitely bigger for us than, than it is um, for Sheffield Wednesday and Zeven being both sides. But now obviously when I've coached there, uh, you know, the importance of it and like obviously mm-hmm. I want to get one over on them, mm-hmm. which is, which is a bit tough, but it is what it is, isn't. It? Mm-hmm.
1: Right. All right. But well, listen, Matty, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I've, uh, I've enjoyed that one. I, I, could, I could pick your brains all night. <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us Wednesday Week Lockdown Live. Matty Abshaw! Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWCast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lebosh. Automatic delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information.
4: See you later.